Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Passive House podcast, recorded at North American Passive House Network's conference, Passive House for All, in June 2021 in New York City. In this, the eighth of 18 interviews we recorded amidst the hustle and bustle of the conference hall floor, I chat with Bronwyn Berry of NAPHN and of Passive House BB. A couple of quick thank yous before we get started. First, thank you to NAPHN for putting on the conference and for partnering with us on these interviews. Also, a big thank you to our sponsors who make everything we do at the Accelerator possible. Our founding sponsors are 475 High Performance Building Supply, Backsting We Architects, Glavel, Minotaur, Mitsubishi Electric Train HVAC US, Partel, RDH Building Science, Rockwell North America, Stowcorp, and Zola Windows. Our champion sponsor is SEGA, and our stakeholder partner is NYSERDA, the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority. So with that, please enjoy my interview with Bronwyn. Well, Bronwyn Berry, uh, board chair of North American Passive House Network, thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me, and congratulations on this conference. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, it's been a a wild and interesting ride. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it has been. I think a lot of people have been expressing their gratitude for the leadership that you've all played both both a year ago with the the creativity around the, uh, the the virtual conference and this year trailblazing around hybrid the hybrid model so thank you yeah thanks no well yeah. who knew that hybrid is actually like more complicated yeah. than virtual and you yeah. know kudos to to Ken and yeah. our, our our staff because you know, this is the first year that I actually haven't been as like actively involved in the back end of conference planning. I've usually been like super involved, and uh, you know, now we've really got a solid team and staff that's been able to actually do that work. Yeah, so I've been classic. able to really like step into doing the things that a board chair actually should be doing. Right. And uh, yeah, it's been great. I, uh, you know, it's been a wild sort of ride in like just very unknown territory, right? Yeah, totally, but totally. Big yeah. adventure, and yeah. you know, we've we've got to go here. Yeah, we do. So starting, you know, somewhere is where you got to begin. Yeah, yeah. It's yet another example of of uh, COVID kind of uh, pushing us in directions that that maybe we knew that we needed to head into anyway. Um, yeah. Well, it, you know what's so funny about this is like the 2018 conference in Pittsburgh at the closing plenary, I announced very boldly. I remember. I was there. Yeah. That we were going to do hybrid. Yep. Because yep. I was like, I knew that we needed to go online yeah. just from a carbon, you know, footprint perspective with flying and just we had the technology was already kind of coming into play. Yeah. Um, and 2019 rolled around and we actually were like, okay, we weren't quite ready yeah, for it, right, you know, because right, it sure. was sort of a big yeah. leap and, you know, just, I'm sure you're aware and you've done this too, conference planning is intense. Yes. Um, yes. So adding another layer yeah. Um, yeah. Is, hot, is a big stretch, yeah. but, you know, COVID, COVID pushed us there yeah. like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. So, um, 
no and then this year kind of we were like okay the tech we did fine last year and everybody had a great time and in fact new platform this year um that was suggested to us by one of our vendors and so i can't wait to see and hear like how the people online have been kind of engaging yeah. and you know because i'm hearing good things but i'm here <laughs> right right exactly. and that's a whole different experience yeah right? yeah absolutely bronwyn you have been at the helm as board chair for 10 years we were I just talking have. about this and you know yeah. i was mentioning that I've, when i thought of naphn i've always you're, you're always the the person who i think of as a board chair because you have been and I there's have. A big transition coming. Can you there tell us about that? Certainly is. Yeah. So um, tomorrow at the closing plenary, I will be announcing a, a transition. Um, I don't want to give away all. Um, the... That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. All the juice. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I'm going to be stepping into a different role, which I'm very excited about. Um, not only you know, for my own evolution in the passive house world, but, you know, as an organization, we've, you know, we've really have grown and sort of cemented ourselves in a really solid structural and organizational way that I feel really, um, I feel a lot of pride and, you know, I'm, I'm so pleased with where we've come and the current caliber of the board that we've developed, you know, as a as a community. Um, so there's some nice big things coming, and um, my role will will be shifting, and so I'm getting to do some different things. Um, and that's you know, it, I I kind of thought I pre-recorded the closing plenary. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I'd be all like teared up about it. And I was just like, I have to say, I was kind of like, oh, that feels great, you know? (laughs) (laughs) The weight. But you now, so are you, will you be more engaged in policy? You've been doing a lot of policy. That is where I will be heading um, and focusing a lot of my efforts and energy. So, um, and I'm really excited about that because I think we're, we're really at the cusp of some big, um, big shifts. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, already at the conference today, lots of interesting, um, sessions on financing, uh-huh. yeah. um, verification, um, really scaling in a whole different direction. But the finance story is one that I think is really going to drive Passive House in a way that yeah. we, you know, we're just starting to like really open that up. And policy is another area that I think policymakers have been sort of dabbling in Passive House in some regions. And I'm hearing a huge amount more interest um, and we've developed a whole suite of tools and policy sort of like templates that we can you know bring to our regions to really help just like here it is here are the basics um, here are the patterns and here are the policies adapt them to your local region make them your own like own them but here are the fundamental building blocks you know i'm i'm 
I'm super excited to be able to really spend a lot more time on that um, because I won't need to be like, you know, day, you know, day to day like operations. And yes. I, honestly, yeah. I haven't had to do that for a while since yeah. Ken's really yeah. come on board and I've, we've grown the board um, and built out a really fabulous team um, whom I'm really immensely proud of and, and just am honored to have been working with them. It's been a really productive last, you know, really since 2018 when yeah. we kind of did a big pivot and like revamped like what we were focusing on, um, really decided very strategically that education was going to be our core foundational focus because it's the building block for everything. So, uh, yeah, very exciting. Yeah, no kidding. It is, that's a big deal. It's a, that's a big deal. And, and uh, congratulations. It sounds like a, that this, this shift will al allow you to, to focus on, re on really important work. Not, I mean, you've already been focused on really important work, but that, the fact that there's that organizational capacity and foundation that then you can you know, um, springboard off of is really um, great. And yeah, congratulations. You, you, you yeah. helped, you, you made that springboard. So now you get to jump on it. That's awesome. I do. <laughs> no, and there's other big news tomorrow. Um, we are launching our uh, carbon, embodied carbon calculator tool. That's so cool. Definitely. Which Definitely. Is another project that I've been really sort of like spearheading yeah. in my time here at NAPHN and it's sort of grew out of I you know I think the whole passive house community is ready and been so ready for it yeah. for a long time yeah. so the plug-in tool for PHPP that's US specific partnering with our very own your very own uh, Northwest EC3 um, oh great great data, uh, oh wow database. yeah nice well done well yeah. done yeah so we are working um from based on last year's conference where we had stacy smedley as part of that discussion we you know we kind of looked at all the the embodied carbon databases that are specific to the u.s and the ec3 tool is by far the most robust and the most sort of populated at the current time yeah so we connected um, Tim Martell, who has built the plugin the, for the, the UK the community. The PH ribbon, yeah. Yep. Uh -huh. And he has customized it using the IP PHPP and the EC3 database for the LCAs so that we will be able to get localized uh, embodied carbon calculations integrated with the operational yeah, um, carbon powerful. that you can get out of the PHPP already. Yeah, I'm, that's, you know, it's connected with the policy work because we have two policymakers in that session also sharing their um, NYSERDA's looking at, you know, how the New York State is going to be developing, a uh, has been developing a roadmap for their embodied carbon calculation and how they're going to integrate that into the regulatory framework. And then Kim Cheslak from New Buildings Institute, um, who has been working with a number of jurisdictions around the country, also helping them to sort of devise frameworks for 
starting to incorporate like how do where do we start you know because it's a whole new it's yeah. another whole yeah. new world right? Yeah, right we've got operationals reasonably <laughs> taken yeah. care of but now yeah. we really have to go to shift and add embodied upfront carbon and NBI has really been looking at like different jurisdictions how to start incorporating that and you know where to begin yeah with yeah right right what is the bar that we're aiming for and well that's we, it yeah yeah establishing what are the benchmarks yeah. you know like what's possible now and then what's you know what's optimal and then that that balance point which i think is really you know part of the language that passive house um, practitioners have got really good at is you know there's this about this it's an energy balance approach to yeah. building design right like and so now we get to add in the embodied carbon energy and the operational and really find that sweet spot between all of them and you know be able to look at it at a in a really long term time frame which is yeah. what we always need to do and you're by by incorporating it into PHPP, you're also really focused on the embodied carbon implications of the passive house design moves in particular, which is, I mean, that's obviously that's what we want to we want to know. Absolutely, and we just haven't been able to, you know. And I think what's so critical and what I'm sort of excited about is, you know, historically we haven't had tools that can do both at the same time yeah. and in the same model so we've looked at them in silos right there's operational and you could do embodied carbon calculations in sure. various different yeah. tools but until you merge them and actually find that like com combination um you know we and it's a brave it's another whole brave new world yeah <laughs> it is and i think i mean there's also a lot of i I suspect some misperceptions around um, around uh, uh, passive house moves increasing in body carbon. Like the only way to get moved past that is is to see the numbers. Exactly. So let's see the numbers and follow where the numbers lead. You know, and and so that's that's really good work and exciting that that's going to be something that's accessible to the community. Yeah, and I think you know we after. we're going to have to pioneer those calculations. And yeah. I have to say. You know what you what you mentioned is the perception has been that oh my god passive house is like too much insulation yeah, right exactly yeah. which I you know I think is all the analyses that I've seen of passive house projects and I've seen them going back over a decade now yeah. you know yeah. not necessarily here but in other regions and every single time they've seen that actually there is this sort of interesting tipping point that happens and all of the passive house moves have not actually resulted in higher carbon emissions, but the net, it still have been a net benefit. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, and then there's the whole, the whole um, way that, that a, s a simple compact form is, you know, aligned with low embodied carbon and, you know, so. Exactly. So. You know, I think there has been sort of some, you know, it's, it's, it's a really useful new lens for Passive House to use because there has been, and I think somewhat valid criticism of it sort of pushing maybe materials that we shouldn't really yeah. be using. Um, and, you know, Passive House has historically been quite agnostic about materials, but I think it sort of allows practitioners to then 
choose things much more judiciously. And, you know, I've seen in my own projects, there are always these, you know, points of where like, oh man, this is the only product I can get right now that's gonna actually do the job. But maybe learn how to like use a lot less of those and find other products that where you don't need to be as meticulous or it's not as sort of mission critical, so to speak. Right. Um, and be much more like, yeah, cautious and, you know, careful. So, so you mentioned your own projects. That's a good pivot to what do you what do you have on the on the books? What's what's ooh, going on? Oh, I got on the lots boards? of fun yeah, yeah, projects these days. Nice. Yeah, I have to say my my own practice is you know like having Ken come on board and like really like manage so much of the operational parts of NAPHN. I've really been able to go back to being an architect. Yeah, that must be fun. <laughs> And very fun, and I have some fantastic clients. So I've, um, you know, I've hung my own shingle back out again. I, I was working with One Sky Homes, you right. know, under their banner for a long time, and um, Alan's retired. Oh yeah, okay. So um, I'm sort of taking off and doing, you know, independent design work again, and I have some pretty sexy projects on nice. board. Nice. I've got a a big fancy one on. Uh, uh, 17-mile drive in Pebble Beach. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So I kind of landed yeah. like a, a pretty high, yeah, um, a, yeah. um, you know, high-profile location. I mean, I think my even my family back in South Africa knows right. where 17-mile drive right. is. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I've got some other great clients, um, some interesting. I'm, I'm also going... Um, into the prefab world. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a couple of projects doing panelized prefab, um, and then you know I've been sort of developing a a prefab kind of an ADU that can scale to neighborhood to multifamily, small scale multifamily that I haven't quite launched yet because I'm just haven't quite had the bandwidth. You know, it's coming and. You know, it's in the hopper, and I'm, that's exciting. Yeah, wow, there's we've a lot been, of we've been, you know, we have we we're in Seattle, and we've been dreaming about an ADU, and the idea of being able to to do a prefab one that that is uh, feasible to get onto the site, of course. But I mean, I think that that's the oh, it can be the tricky part. But yeah, it, it would be so nice because um, construction costs are just so high. So if there's yeah. a way to, if there's truly a way way to to innovate through that. Um, That'd be great. So I'm. I'm yeah, really I, know. I need to launch to, it then. Huh? It. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we may be your first customers. <laughs> no, and I see a lot of that happening. Um, you know, California's ADU laws changed quite dramatically over the last two years, and just that whole industry has exploded. But what I saw is none of them were going passive house, and you know, there's still a bit of a fear factor around passive house detailing in the construction industry and particularly the air sealing. And so what I decided to do is to remove that fear factor for the builders and take it out of their hands and put it into the panel um, subcontractors yes. 
right? Uh, scope. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you know the builder. So it just like removes the the complexity out of like any builder can deliver a passive house. And once you've done one, you know how that is. It's like you're yeah. kind of like, oh, that wasn't so hard, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and then you kind of go on and you sort of push yourself to the next level. And so, you know, yeah. I kind of wanted to build a an entry point, starter point, like access point to passive house for anybody to play, um, which is sort of what we try to do with the NAPHN is like educate enough people so that anybody can play, um, which is really... Way to come and bring it full circle. That's masterfully done. <laughs> Beautiful. I've been doing this a little while <laughs> yeah, now. I guess so. <laughs> well practiced. That's awesome. Uh, that well, that's very exciting. I mean, congratulations on on all this. Uh, your your uh, your practice. That's great to be able to to pivot and then have some really meaty work to 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 dive into. So. Is, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? This has been really wonderful. Again, thank you for sitting down and taking some time. I know you're very busy at this oh, conference. Honestly, only, you know, that it's been such a pleasure to have, like, the accelerator sort oh. of come into fruition and sort of, like, emerge out of this pandemic and really just sort of, like, this flowering of, like, having another you know, vehicle for getting the word out, yeah, you know, yeah. because like there's so much work to be done and like we can't do it on our own. You know, that's always been my mantra is like Passive House is a team sport. Yeah. And, you know, kudos to you guys and the Accelerator for being such a graciously open and fantastically welcoming community. So, oh, well, right? thank you. Thank you. I mean, you know, it's just... I think that this is something that really resonated, and I've already mentioned it earlier today, but really resonated with me with, with Ken's comments. It's just that what we're doing is is an, a, man, a manifestation of, of things that are special about the, the community, right? It wouldn't, none of this would happen if it weren't for the, 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 for the case that so we've got a whole bunch of really smart people who are really committed to sharing with each other. Um, and that, that, gen, that generosity is... You know, yeah, it's, it's, the it's, superpower. it's what it's all about. Yeah, right, right, it's a superpower. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess we say it, uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's, it is really um, something to behold. And man, COVID, COVID really forced us onto this online space, so. No, all of us in yeah. all of the ways, yeah. right? Like yeah. between the virtual conference and now the hybrid yeah. conference. Yeah, exactly. And the accelerators. Exactly. You know, kudos to you guys for having like just like hit the ground running and, you know, grown it in a way that's just magnificent. Well, thank you. It's, it's an yeah. honor to, to collaborate with, with you and with NAPHN, so thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that special bonus episode of the Passive House podcast. On behalf of everyone here at the Passive House Accelerator, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more on the Passive House podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye.